1: Welcome to this week's edition of Stock Doc. There's a large number of companies listed on the ASX that are in the data sector, and a lot of companies are claiming to do and provide great insights into data. You know, in in some respects, data in and of itself um, is not the only thing that's necessary to make a a good business decision. And today, I'm joined by Lee Seymour, who is the co-founder and major shareholder of Xref, an ASX-listed company in the HR tech space. And XREF really brings together the art and science of data insights by providing reference checks for, uh, for employers globally. Lee, welcome, and thank you very much for coming along.
0: Hi, Nigel. Glad to be here.
1: Great. Listen, I'd love to get some background in terms of um, XREF and the value proposition that it provides you know i'm i'm looking at a company here with a 45 million dollar market cap um it's got some tremendous uh, revenue growth um, and uh, and and money in the bank which we always like but uh before we get into the financials i'm wondering whether you can give us just a, a little bit of a heads up on the hr tech play xref
0: sure no problem um we we are in our 10th year this year and we've been 4 years on the ASX so our, our beginnings uh, were at, at a, a pure bootstrap startup and we came out, XREF has been born out of a relationship between Tim and I. Tim's uh, ex-CIO, um, CTO comes from a technology background. I have a recruitment background um, and one faithful day in a cafe in Sydney, we decided to automate what is an arduous task for employers globally Um, The status quo of candidate referencing, i.e., you're hiring a candidate and you need to do your due diligence, the status quo is that employers hate the task of referencing. Candidates um, despise sitting at home for a week waiting for uh, an offer from an employer uh, and waiting for their references to be taken. And referees are over getting a call from a a Manila call centre at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. With 101 questions that they're not prepared for, um, on the top of that, uh, the way that employers are taking references, it tends to be an arduous exercise, and it's fraught with uh, dangers around fraud, privacy, and discrimination. And HR managers globally have these things, as well as removing bias, at the top of their agenda. So. Look, for the first five or six years of our existence, we had to, we were the only uh, company providing these services. Uh, we were the only technology platform that automated referencing in the way we did. And we had to get out there and educate the recruitment market that the way that they were collecting feedback on candidates was just arduous and old hat. Um, thankfully for us, and, and, and it really does echo our growth, the industry has woken up. Um, there are now a few competitors in the market, which, are, which is fantastic for us because they market make. Um, and now this is a thing. This is a real thing. Um, I think all of uh, all of all of the listeners might know of a very small business called DocuSign. Mm-hmm. And in 2003, um, DocuSign released uh, the first e-signature platform. Um, and obviously they've done exceptionally well, but what they did was reinvent a manual arduous task that no one really knew the answer to. Um, since then, you have other businesses like Adobe, Echo Sign, Right Signature, Hello Sign. Um, it, it, to explain what we do um, by using DocuSign, um, with eSignature, you have a document sender, a signer, and a reviewer. In terms of XREF, we reinvented the way that people were collecting reference feedback on candidates. So we have an employer send a request, a candidate complete their referee information, and then referees join the platform and provide feedback directly back to the employer in doing it online uh, we can prevent things like reference fraud we can gather the feedback and use our um, sentiment algorithms and, and and all of the nice data tools that we have to be able to remove the gut feel that recruiters tend to rely on and and replace it with a data driven insight um, therefore, protecting companies that we deal with on a global scale from hiring people that um, you know play a good game in interview, have a great resume, have a great LinkedIn profile, but ultimately they cannot do the job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we've had a, an amazing ten years, but we are certainly still at the beginning.
1: Certainly, I think that the you know the traditional approach which you've been talking about of Reference checking is, in in fact, it, it's it's heavily biased, um, and and probably even from the candidate, they're not going to put a ref a referee forward unless they were minded that the referee is going to provide a positive sentiment. I would have thought, and um, and I guess from the employer's perspective, you know, a, a, a sort of a a confidence or a bravado in the interview probably goes a long way in in assuring the prospective employers that, you know, they're capable for the job. Um, so you touched on some of the, the, the tools that you're using. Are you able just to give us just a little bit more uh, colour on, um, on, on what happens once you've started to get all of the data together?
0: Mm, sure. So, <clears throat> so to clarify, XREF isn't a platform that delivers uh, 100% the references back to the employer. Um, we have a deliverability rate of about ninety-five percent. But ultimately, what we're looking for are the candidates that have either tried to fake the process um, or just simply uh, against the other candidates that are in the shortlist uh, don't stack up. So when we when we collect the data, uh, first of all, we're looking to see if um, if the candidate has faked the process in any way. So. Uh, when the candidate uh, gets the request, we know their device, their geolocation, their their browser. We know the time of day, um, and we can compare that to when the referee accesses the platform and and if we find a match in any way if there's social emails used if there's a bit of flip-flopping between the candidate and the referee to get this done um, we know because we've got we've had ten years of doing this we know what unusual um, behavior looks like and we can report that on platform in front of the employer. For them to then go and explore that, and and last year just in Australia, we found over seven thousand legitimate fraud cases, um, and 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 we are talent short sure in in Australia, uh, our, uh, you know, and 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 it's similar to the rest of the world, but we can't find the people um, to to. to do the jobs um, that that we have available, um, and we certainly aren't. Um, with very low unemployment, we're not seeing an awful lot of job seekers. So we have to go out and find people that are currently in um, in work and not necessarily looking for a job. Uh, so you, you, sometimes you're attracting people that are more job getters. You know, they they know how to. Um, uh, use their LinkedIn and their resume, and they know how to interview. Uh, and, but the problem is, is that we're relying on only information from candidates. When we invite one of these candidates into our business for interview, we try. We, we're actually competing for them, uh, competing against the job that they currently have, and competing against the other businesses that are trying to uh, capture them um, as well. So. You know, we tend to shortcut the process because we don't want to elongate the recruitment process by five days by asking for their references. Um, so we either shortcut it or we do it badly. Um, and, and and you know, sometimes one of these amazing candidates that come in that say all the things that you want to hear as an employer... Uh, turn out to be uh, somebody that you really should not hire. And it's actually the underdog that's been with their previous company for 10 years that hasn't got an up-to-date resume, doesn't really uh, perform very well on LinkedIn, isn't very polished in an interview, but, you know, by golly, you put them into the role and they're incredible. Um, mm. So so Xref, XREF tries to allow employ- it can, you know, great candidates to shine at the same time as exposing those candidates in the market that, um, you know, are telling porkies.
1: It's a real leveller. And this, this uh, platform and, you know, 10 years in the development, I can see why you're getting the traction that you are. Um, Are you able to talk to us about some of the customers that have adopted this platform and perhaps the reasons why they're adopting?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, what we've experienced, is especially in 2015, when we decided to raise capital um, we, before that, we were a private company, uh, profitable private company, and, and Tim and I had, had, you know, had never taken any investment before that. What made us do it uh, was uh, the fact that when we when one of our clients takes a reference, um, we might end up with a referee based in the uk or based in new york and they experience our platform and then and then they turn into a lead because they would like to use xref on their side of the planet in their business so we were pulled globally um, what we've found as we've picked up clients around the globe is that um, candidates move, referees move, and we're now dealing with one of the biggest um, uh, uh, migrations of talent um, that we've ever seen. So it's really important for XREF to be multilingual, um, to be able to house our data in Frankfurt or Atlanta or Australia, um, to have things like ISO 27001 um, and, um, and GDPR compliance and really speak a global platform um, game. Now that's appealed to some of our clients like PWC, uh, like Macquarie Bank. We referenced all the volunteers for the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games a few years ago. We have really interesting clients like Chelsea Football Club, and not an awful lot of people know that Chelsea Football Club um, have have a a couple of thousand uh, coaches that coach children's soccer uh, in, in the UK. And it's much the same as as the cricket clubs here. I think it used to be Milo. It might be Woolworths now. But Chelsea is part of their um, part of their organisation that they supply uh, coaches out to children's football clubs. But we 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 really need to, as a community, know that our children, whilst they're at their soccer school, are safe um, in the hands of the the coaches that are provided by Chelsea. So the only way that we can make sure that. You know these people are who they say they are. Is to vet them properly um, through through referencing um, and uh, and ID checks and, and police checks, etc. So, um, y- you know, a great case of an area in our community that we really need to trust. As another example, we have an awful lot of uh, hotel groups: uh, the Savoy, Dorchester, uh, the Ritz-Carlton, and we reference a certain group of people in hotels. We don't really reference people in catering or or bar work because ultimately they're not in positions of trust. Um, But we've seen a spike in the referencing of housekeepers within hotels globally and probably off of the back of, you know, the events out of Las Vegas with people entering hotel rooms that really shouldn't have been there. And so, you know, that community of that sector. Um, the hotel sector is really focusing on these housekeepers entering hotel rooms and and making sure that they're doing a higher level of vetting. Um, and that's similar to, you know, we've got uh, Qantas, a, a, a great story for us. Um, they started referencing baggage handlers. Um, so when you get on a plane, these people are dealing with public baggage in a secure area. Uh, underneath a hazardous area under under a plane, so we need to make sure that we trust these people and and we vet them in in the right way. but Qantas started to use us on on uh, referencing baggage handlers, and then soon. Um, discovered that in actual fact uh, Xref was a valuable platform for cabin crew and um, the corporate staff and the check-in staff and 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 we've actually had a history of uh, referencing pilots for Qantas so we are a, a land and expand platform where we we get into a certain area of a client where they have pa- a, reference pane where they have to validate or verify um, the candidates that they're hiring and then very very soon they see that there is value referencing everybody in their business
1: so one of the features of the platform that I've uh, become aware of is how easy it is for an employer to request your service hmm. so what's what's involved for a, uh, a a client of XREF or a, or an employer, um, what, what's the sort of labor cost involved of them putting through the request? Mm-hmm. Um, and how does that compare to the labor investment that would be required without using the XREF service from the client's perspective?
0: Yeah, sure. So it's probably best to give an example. Um, when we launched our XREF Lite product in November, um, XREF Lite is a complete hands off, self serve, frictionless platform. Um, uh, that you can sign up for today to take your first reference for free. And when we launched it, one of the first clients within 48 hours found us. They were a women's refuge in Tasmania, and they were hiring a practice manager uh, to, to work at the women's refuge. But the practice manager was from the UK, and this was on a Thursday night, and they really needed to get an offer out to the candidate. So they found Xref and they signed up, and they built their own question template on our template builder, um, and they took their first free reference um, on this practice manager and It was about half past five in the afternoon uh, and it took them literally under a minute to create an account and request a reference on on this candidate. Um, I was pretty uh, pretty overwhelmed with the fact that we 'd only just launched xf Lite and and already we we had um our first meaningful client on the platform so I rang them and uh, you know the lady said that um you know she'd googled she'd found us she'd read the reviews she signed up and now the reference has been submitted um, and I called up with her the next day because three reference reports came back by three am on the Friday morning and by the time she walked into the office at eight o'clock, she was able to get an offer out to that candidate with full confidence that they are who they say they are. They've been where they've said they've been and they've done what they've said they've done. Um, she then got a credit card out and bought a whole more you know, new additional credits um, to use on all of their other staff. Um, so a, a fantastic story. But ultimately, what would have happened is she would have stayed back at night to try and get hold of those referees on the phone. She probably wouldn't have got them until the following Monday. Um, she would have had to write those reports up. She has no idea whether they're fake, whether they're um, just friends of the candidate. Um, and she probably wouldn't say those references in a file anywhere because they're handwritten Um, and and so she has no idea how to benchmark those references against all of the other staff she's ever hired. She's got no uh, governance platform over fraud, privacy, removing bias or anything like that. So the jump in return on investment from doing references the old way to actually taking an XREF is a huge jump in return on investment. And it's why our YouTube is filled with clients that want to talk about how their business has changed by using the XRF platform. And they don't just use us, they love us and they stay with us. Mm. One of
1: the things that I was very impressed with as well um, was the strategic acquisition that you made. You acquired a business that does identity checks. And can you just explain how identity forms part of this reference and and also the value of this acquisition.
0: Sure. So um, identity checking has existed uh, uh, quite a lot for a a little while across things like telco, online banking, online online betting, um, areas where you need to digitally confirm the identity of your consumer online and the way that Rapid ID had built their service um, and it's an Australian tech built by the founder Ash Hoey based out of Queens checking somebody's ID you would send them a link they would probably open that link on their mobile phone the, uh, f- the face camera would take an image of their face. The, the forward f- uh, focus camera would take an image of their driving license or their passport. The biometric um, algorithm in the system would match the face to the uh, driver's license or passport, uh, making sure, of course, that when you're taking an image of the face, you're asking the person to move their head so that it's not just a photograph being shown to the camera. Um, we're matching the face to the document, and we are also OCRing the text from the document. Uh, the user will validate the information that we've pulled off of the document, and once they've done that within 15 seconds, we are running off to the document verification service and bringing back a confirmation that that document is in fact legitimate. So in in, in 30 seconds, we can verify the person holding the document is who is who is represented on the document and and that the document is legitimate and verified against uh, government databases. And we can do that with with driving licenses and passports uh, globally. So it's existed in the consumer market. Tim and I were looking at a way that we could verify ID for candidates and rather than go headlong into a level of investment over eighteen months, two years, building a platform, um, we we found uh, you know we, we built a relationship with Ash and 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 figured out that Rapid ID was a um, was a cracking solution for us, and, and it integrated beautifully. Uh, the Rapid ID business was an ISO twenty seven double oh one verified um, platform as well. It was on AWS. The stitching was really quite sweet, and um, you know Ash has now joined forces with our first employee um David Haynes, who helped Xref on our initial land grab um so Dave and Ash are selling uh, the platform as an adjunct to Xref as well as um to you know to uh internet banking environments and telcos and uh, it's a great uh, it's a great thing to have
1: and on the investor front, you've had the company has been quite well um, supported. I saw that you did a placement of around uh, $3.5 million um, just a few months ago, and you've taken on um, a few more institutional shareholders. Can you give us a, a little bit of a, an idea about who's in which investors are on the register at the moment?
0: sure uh, you know the the good thing about xref is that we're very tightly held and the bad thing about xref is that we're very tightly held um, tim and i own the majority of the stock and then we're very well supported by funds like um uh, fidelity uh, australian super australian ethical the herald fund out of the U- out of the uk and these these are all uh, businesses that Tim and I stay very close to. And, and on the back of that, then there's a, a very small amount of the stock that is held uh, by retail. Mm-hmm. And, and to, gi- to give you an idea, Nigel, um, the past round in November uh, was not didn't include a broker and um, we went straight out to our four instos um, and within 24 hours raised those funds. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's, you know, obviously testament to our, honesty and frankness and performance over the last four years of being an ASX listed firm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, tremendous sales growth. um, You've just uh, clocked $8 million in revenue in the last 12 months. You've got sales globally through North America and Europe, as well as here in Australia and New Zealand. I think on your 4C, you've got about uh, $6 million cash in the bank. And clearly, this is a market that you're only just scratching the surface of. Lee, thank you very much for coming along and and taking the time just to explain to us a little bit more about XREF, and that's ticker code XF1, XREF, a $45 million market cap with a great institutional investment support, and uh, clearly a a CEO with all, all the right attributes of being a recruiter, including the Cockney accent. So, Lee, thank you very much, mate.
0: My pleasure. Thank you very much.